So there was a Reddit thread about what is slowly phasing out in 2022. This could be fun or this could be dangerous. I, I mean, I was my first thing was gonna say sanity, mask mandates. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, dangerous. Do I have news prepping on? At, really, I should have not been working. I should have been prepping, but sorry, buddy. Let's do it, this. You make it sound like like I do any prep work. We can't all be slackers, but someone has to be. Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. And your hosts, Tom DuPont and Raul Torres, say, Where's Zachary? Zachariah? No sé. Wait, I don't know. I don't know what that last word was. What was that last word? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where he is. He's, he's all over the world. It's like, we're, we're it's like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> we need to get him a big, badass. Uh, was it maroon? Tr- what color trench coat did she have? I'm. I'm officially colorblind so don't ask me questions like that i'm gonna say like <laughs> scarlet red but i i mean i could discover i'm wrong right now and just my whole world would be shattered it'll be the scarlet something else that rhymes with itch that uh i should edit that out <laughs> yeah you probably should we do it all there you go you got a clap mark there <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And this, dear listener, is Quest 281. What is slowly phasing out in 2022? Uh, Ruli, this is a Reddit thread. Uh, I checked it a while back, thought it was interesting, so I threw it in the Quest topics. Haven't checked it since. Don't know what filtered to the top. This could be a dangerous show. (laughs) That's fine. I I like dangerous shows. Let's get dangerous. Uh, Darkwing Duck, we miss you. Come back. He hasn't come back yet. I could I could have swore that I saw something that like there was a comic or something. There no, was there was a show, wasn't there? Uh, there was a Ducktales reboot, which is really good, actually. Um, oh, yeah, I think I think it was part of the Ducktales reboot, maybe. Did he show well, we, the Ducktales reboot? Shit! Now I, I gotta thought, Google this. I thought he did. No, type 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 type. No, I'm, I'm seeing 1991, so maybe not. Womp womp. All right, so you you got a you got a link. Wait, oh, you want a link? Oh, man. Hit me with those links. Hit me with your best link. SMS away. All right, so 27,000 upvotes. I see a couple awards. (laughs) Press F to pay respect. (laughs) I don't know. That's wholesome award. All right, let's do a few of these. This is is a good indicator. It says wholesome award. So I think we might be safer than you think. Aw. So, all right, starting off, 24-hour Walmarts. (laughs) I, uh, man, I, so first of all, like where I live, there's not really many Walmarts. Um, I have recently started going back to Walmart for a very specific reason on rare occasion. But the point being, yeah, I don't know, are 24 hour Walmarts still a normal thing? Back when we were in college, we survived at that shit. What, uh, what's your modern experience with the Wally Marts? Um, so that, that is a can of worms. There is a 24 hour Walmart near my house. Uh, we go to it every now and then. Uh, I mean, it's 24 hours. I go there when we need stuff that we want to be a little more economic on. But uh, honestly, I've been more of a Sam's person. And the Sam's is right next to the Walmart. So, you know, the but, Sam's yeah. and Walmart are the same fucking company, right? Well, I, I know they're the same company, right? But I, there's a difference between paying $10 for like five paper plates and paying $12 for a thousand paper plates. 
how is this relevant to 24 hour Walmarts? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking why I'm going to Walmart or stuff. I don't know. Just, I got, I got, I got, I got the plate. I don't want to do dishes. Yeah, there are no Sam's Clubs out here. It's all Costco. So, is does Costco and Sam's Club compete where you are? Um, there is just one Costco, I think. Maybe two. I mean, there's some, I would say there's some competition, but yeah. Yeah. But going, going back to the 24-hour stuff, so um, what is actually 24-hour in your neck of the woods or close enough? Oh, like nothing. I, so I live in Irvine, California. Um, this town shuts down at like 9 p.m., like the frozen yogurt place shuts down. So there are no 24-hour anything around here. There is a Walmart near me. It's on the border of Irvine that might be open 24 hours but like no nothing out here is open 24 hours yeah this is this is suburban as suburban gets yeah i mean i'm sure there's like a denny's or something in your area but i think for a while even the denny's were like 24 hours and then they stopped being 24 hours um covid man i know that was the big reason for it because i knew a couple people that worked at the denny's because i like denny's um (laughs) But but there there are a couple of stragglers. There's a, a restaurant nearby called El, El Cometa, and um, they're open like 22 hours. It's like the weirdest thing where just what? like y'all just just oh, just be open 24 hours. Just just be open 24 hours. Like I let me see if I can find their their hours here. Where are their hours? Uh, and I do know a lot of places. Okay, it's open 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. So there's there's like a, a solid six hours of closure time, but uh, they're open pretty late. So if you got a taco craving in the middle of the night, that's the place to be. <laughs> uh, noted? I, oh, man, the whole... We're just going to tangent all night. Um, out here in California, it's all about Baja tacos, and I miss Tex-Mex tacos. So like, I rarely have cravings for tacos in the middle of the night because, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to get the good stuff around here, man. Now, Torchies, I eat at Torchies at least twice every time I go to Texas. <laughs> so good delicious torchies so good um okay so real quick before we move on to the next one my uh my walmart not quite a story um so you know prices of everything including canned goods have been going up and so i started noticing i was like man why am i paying over two dollars for like they have like you know the, the mini cans of like corn and beans and mushrooms and green beans stuff like that you know what i'm talking about Little mini I cans. Have no idea. I, I have to feed a family with my cans. I I gotta get the family size cans. Okay. Now. Okay. Sorry. Well, for us, <laughs> us loser bachelors, uh, there is uh, there are mini cans, and it's like over two bucks for a single mini can. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm gonna go see what this costs at the Wally Mart, and sure enough, like Walmart, the canned goods were half the price. And I'm like, look, I can like they're all mega corporations, right? Nowadays, Kroger and Randall's and Ralph's and I forget which other ones all are under the same banner. They're all the same company. So like I'm giving money to a major, a mega corporation no matter what I do. Um, But like, I'm not going to pay double the price for a can of, you know, green giant green beans at one store over the other. So I started going to Walmart once every couple of months just to pick up a whole bunch of canned goods. I look like a psycho when I'm at the checkout line because it's just like, 50, 50 micro cans, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can scan so all these one at a time. You can actually the deep, deep freeze life and just getting frozen vegetables. Uh, you know, I'm weird. I always preferred canned over frozen when it comes to veggies. Uh, and actually, something I gave up after college. I mean, it's kind of shocking, but like, I stopped doing frozen meat. I started being like, you know what? I want to buy fresh meat from now on. So, uh, yeah, I'll buy fresh meat. So okay. I'm, I'm way less frozen than I ever was before. Yeah, that works. Roll, I'm telling you that I let it go, let it go. 
All right, moving Smoke on. There's going to be a reference there. Oh, it's going to happen. Moving on. Uh, what else is being phased out in 2022? <laughs> Privacy. Yeah, but I don't think that's that. I, that one doesn't count. This has been way before 2022. Eh. This was 22 fucking days ago. Oh, you mean it started phasing out before then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our privacy was gone way, way before that. Yeah. Uh. So I've tried to explain to people for years about like privacy and what big data means and how, how well they're tracked. And people just kind of don't understand it or they don't get it. Uh, and even when they maybe they do, they don't care. So I kind of gave up trying to explain to people a long time ago versus, you know, I'm a tinfoil hat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, I cheer whenever Europe passes new privacy laws. People are super annoyed by that. Can I track cookies, prop ups and <laughs> yeah, I admit it wasn't the biggest win, but like, I'd rather that be in people's faces so they know they have tracking devices on them than it just be completely, you know, silent and opaque. So, um, uh, and, no, it's funny. Like, I, I am complaining about about uh, privacy dying, but also like, um, I do think one of one of the um, it, actually, it was probably a, in in hindsight very behemoth change. Actually, was um, Apple's I, I, like I don't I don't know the uh, Android inf- infrastructure is so you have to fill me on this, but like. For the Apple devices um, now, like whenever you start an app, it'll say, "Hey, this app is good, wants to share information, like third-party information. Do you want to allow, or do you want to ask ask the site not to track to basically opt out of it?" And this happens like now, like every time you open up a new app or anything like that, that does those things. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that is a big win for privacy perspective because it, it's it's making the op, it's making it opt in from the get go, not a opt out kind of convoluted process. Um, but and I will say I think I don't know the exact numbers, but it did have a significant dent into you know things like Facebook's and ad revenue because they're they're just losing that you know torrent of information because folks kind of see this yes or no choice and they're like why would I share my information no so uh, maybe there is hope. Uh, dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Android's security is arguably. Uh, I'm not referring to like the uh, the security of the ecosystem itself, but like its tracking policies are mm-hmm. now way less stringent than Apple's. So it's this bizarre. Ooh, we said this on the the podcast before. Like it's this bizarre, bizarro world where Apple is more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But protective of your mm-hmm. of your privacy and your data tracking. They're forcing yeah, and, you to and say and yes, 22... and that did substantially hurt uh, companies like yeah. Meta. And I I really couldn't be happier about that. Yeah, you're right. That's been a huge win. Uh, I think in the last year. So. Fuck yeah, you're think, proving this thread wrong. Well, and I think the other thing too, it's it's like uh, not to try to be an Apple fanboy or anything like that, but I think probably putting it from the perspective of um, any decision that any developer takes to basically have the users not think about anything and is a net positive is probably a good thing, right? Like I I think um, I'm pretty sure Apple like it's it's an early beta or something like that, but I think a lot of the phones have like some type of like private VPN or something like that to even like mask on like another level of like what where you're interacting with. Um, I forget what the exact setting is, but I think I've seen it pop up every now and then. I'm just like, oh hey, you're you are now like being VPN'd in. So I'm like, oh that's that's interesting. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean they have things like it'll generate random MAC addresses for different networks and stuff like that, but. Uh... Yeah, and I think they have the the uh, again totally about being fanboy. Just thinking of all the stuff they have. Um, I think they have something like hide your email, where like they'll give you like an anonymous email, and then they'll kind of proxy that information for you for like anything important. So, um, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. But I mean, they they still they still probably sell your information like 
now that it's gated, they're like, hey, you want this sweet Fuji Apple information because it's the sweetest <laughs> apples. Oh, I did get I did get an email earlier this year that scared me. So when you switch jobs, the LinkedIn bots come out and hunt you hardcore. Um, <laughs> and so I got I, I use a handful of different email addresses for like personal, professional and junk mail. And I got one email from a bot that had all three in one place. And I was like, man, God damn it. They're smarter than I want to give them credit for. And I know they're smarter, but ugh. Okay, anyway, moving on. What is next? Uh, the next one is not relevant. I think my brain is losing the battle. I can still perform complex and creative feats, but I just zone out sometimes and need to do nothing. That's called becoming an adult, bro. Yeah. Uh, next one is affordable food at the grocery store, which we've already talked about this. I mean, prices of everything are going up. Um, part of that's natural inflation. Part of that's, uh, you know, reaction from coming from the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic. Uh yeah, I don't know. Price of everything going up, especially food. I feel bad. Um, I I don't know the layout of where you are in El Paso, but like, you know, if I wanted to go meet coworkers on the other side of town and go for lunch, uh, if I, well, okay, I have an electric car, but if I had to pay for <laughs> gas, like, it'd be like, cool, there's 12 miles back and 12 miles, you know, 12 miles out and 12 miles back. Like, cool, add another five bucks or actually I think six or seven here at the pump uh, to your, the cost of your food because you just burned a gallon of gas going backwards, back and forth. Um, yeah, shit's expensive and I feel bad for people. I'm, you know, I'm super privileged. I'm fine. It's okay. And, uh, how are things, how does that economically work out, uh, for you in Texas? Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to sound horrible, but like, I, I don't pay attention to those things because it just like, like my baby's got to eat. My car's got to eat. My children got to eat. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not at a point where I've got a nickel and dime everything yet, but I mean, it's, 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 I notice it whenever I'm like, oh, this number looks way bigger than the last time, but for the most part, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it is what it is, and it's just, I don't I don't pay attention to it because if I did, I'd probably go crazy. Uh, you once again are a wiser man than I, sir. <laughs> All right, let's move on from this one. My desire to work in kitchens. Um, yeah, dude, we had workers quit in droves uh, from restaurant uh, restaurant jobs, and again, I, I we circling the uh, the politics here, but. I don't blame people like, you know, minimum wage hasn't gone up in a long fucking time. Prices for everything else, including rent and food have gone up. Gas has gone up. I don't blame people for saying, fuck this. It's not worth it. Like, it's just this isn't some like welfare living on food stamps thing. Like, no, I remember how much I hated my minimum wage job uh, when I was in high school and I worked at a theater and I had to just stand up, up upright in one place for 10 hours straight. And I was like, fuck this. I'd rather just not you know, like not get dessert or not buy a video game, uh, and then do this shit all goddamn week long. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, a slight tangent. So I am definitely a subscriber to the philosophy of everyone should have to work in a kitchen or a restaurant, sorry, at some point in their life. So they know what it's like. People who like treat wait staff like shit, like don't know what the wait staff are or are not responsible for. Did you, did you ever have a job? And food in the, in the oh, restaurant industry. I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. Oh my God. So, so uh, we're already in tangent, tangent land. So um, we live in tangent land. So in, in middle school, right? I, I, I was, I had my, my, my crap together. I was, you know, maybe A on rule, AP on rule, whatever, right? Um, so we had career day. Um, <laughs> I'm going to assume that how career day worked is they get a name and they get a job. And, and basically that job is just pulled out of a hat because my career day was spent, I spent two days working for free at Dairy Queen. 
I will tell you that was an eye opener because I was like, this job sucks. Um, I, I, they're like, you could, we, we basically can do anything except for dipping the fries in oil. That that's the only thing you may hurt yourself with anything else you can do. And it's just like, okay, so just help and do random stuff at a Dairy Queen. It was just a complete waste of my career wait, time. How, wait, how old were you? Middle school age. I don't know. I, whatever age that is. I don't remember. 13. And- did you have to like 50s? sign a waiver? How, well, how no, did this work? They just got in the bus and they dropped me off at Dan Queen. What the fuck? I feel like, I was talking to other people, like, like I, I didn't have it that bad. Like, there were some people that got some cool stuff that I was kind of jealous of. Like, there was like the, the architecture and lawyer stuff. Uh, one other dude like ended up going to the box factory making boxes all day. So, I don't, know. I don't know how they decided any of this, but I can tell you that working those two days at the Dairy Queen made me, it was a very, it was a pivoting point in my life where I'm like, no, it's just, it's, it's not happening. This is, this, this do good in school. Wow. Just do everything you can to not wow. do those things. Oh my God. The system worked? Question mark. <laughs> I guess so. It was ra- rather, rather than being an inspirational experience, it was a rather traumatic experience. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad. They made you do that, even though I'm not sure that was allowed. I mean, I know. It, was, it was like there was no grade or anything assigned to it. There was no like like conversation at the end. It was just like it was the crew day, and then that was it. It was over. It was just like that's, Child that's fucking labor. Like, yeah, I, I seriously think it's it's like some scheme where just like like they probably just have like consecutive career days just going on and on and on, and everything is like there's there's probably some business just completely ran by middle schoolers. I guess. Hey, they. <laughs> If not, if not, I need to pioneer this now and get to it. So Bro, well, there, there is a business like that. It's, <laughs> it's called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh man! Um, well, can, oh. Can, let, let's let's save Twitter for some new stuff. Oh, I, God, I just yeah. want to get random thoughts on that, but we'll we'll talk about that later. So oh. um, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my kitchen story. Just to yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I I didn't have nearly as much of an adventure as you, but again, I hated working at that fucking theater. And so I did quit that. It made me just do more entrepreneurial shit, mowing lawns, washing cars, just like random things until finally I became a uh, delivery driver. And I, would, and I would have been fired because like they had us like helping make blizzards and stuff. And I'd be like, they're getting more M&Ms than you're telling me to because <laughs> I don't work here. Like, it, was the, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. So, Oh, my God. Stuck it to the man. Put them extra M and M's in that blizzard. <laughs> oh man, we um, uh, for a team event, we uh, a bunch of us like you know those who are willing to get together and go in the office, etc. Went for um a lunch the other day, and there was a Dairy Queen in the little strip mall where we went to get to lunch, and um one of the women had like never had a Dairy Queen in her life. We were like, oh, you should try it. They have this thing called a blizzard. They have to serve it to you upside down. Make sure they serve it to you upside down. So she went and, you know, got one. When she came out, I was like, oh, what do you, what do you think? How'd you like it? And she was like, I'm never eating that again. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a Dairy Queen. I can't tell you how long. Um, I'm actually, frankly, amazed they're still around. But, like, it was just so funny. She was like, I'm never eating that again. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. The next one. So much for wholesome and happy. These are all sad topics. Affordable living. Um, yes, rent prices have gone up. Now, you you own, though, right? And you refied during the pandemic, right? I mean, I bought before the, I mean, I bought as in like, I have a loan before the pandemic and stuff like that. But I mean, it's all, I'll own my house eventually. Did you, uh, did you refi during the pandemic though? Uh, no, no, I didn't, didn't want to mess with any of that stuff. Oh man. You, uh, really hate to tell you this, well, but you honestly, missed out. 
Well, ours was already pretty low whenever we started. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but if it, like when we looked at it, it was at a point where like we would lose money just like with all the paperwork and all the other stuff just because we got the house so soon. There's like whatever clauses that they have that you know oh, wow. have to have like some some change in the bank. So, uh, yeah, no, I got super lucky because um, I already had a pretty good loan rate, and when I called, I went through Wells Fargo, and like they were going to drop it by you know half a point, but it was going to cost like I forget like five grand or something. And they were like, ah, it's probably not worth it. If you just paid your mortgage off faster, you'd, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is like, all right. And then one of my friends who has a friend who worked at uh, Loan Depot, like the loan company, was like, dude, no, you got to call Santiago. You got to call Santiago. Mm -hmm. And so I, I call him. I'm like, hey, just wonder what rates you're you're given for refis. Um, and it was literally uh, not half a point. It was I could cut two points. Wow. Like, I could get below a 2% mortgage rate or interest rate for my mortgage and oh, I was wow like, well i guess i'm doing that so <laughs> i learned go with the small loan loan people they they work they're they way more willing to deal than the fucking giant banks yeah um so i will never have a mortgage rate lower in my life um i like to point out to people that i right now i pay uh significantly more to my hoa than i do in my my interest for my loan so i cannot complain my my Pay monthly payment is is low. My interest rate is super low. I cannot complain again. Privileged white asshole up here in Southern California. <laughs> so anyway, affordable living. Uh, one more story on this topic. So I recently went to Boston. Fucking gorgeous city. Kid, I just Boston's amazing. Go visit it whenever you have the chance. Um, take your kids to the aquarium. Kicks ass. You can uh, watch them feed Myrtle the turtle. She's ninety Myrtle years old and eats Brussels sprouts. Awesome. So um. Went to Boston. I was staying in a hotel, uh, really swanky, right across from the Boston Garden. And in the same building, there were high-rise apartments. I was like, you know, I wonder, what does it cost to rent a one-bed, one-bath, high-rise apartment in downtown Boston, directly across from the Garden? Oh, I'm going to guess probably like 3K. God, you're good at this. Slightly less. It was like 2,800. <laughs> That's like, you can't, you can't get a fucking one-bedroom in Irvine for that. Here <laughs> in SoCal. Um, when I was asking people that question, they were like, I don't know, five, six, seven K. I'm like, no, way less than that. How does that compare to Texas? I'm sure Texas is still cheaper than by a long shot. Oh, I mean, I don't know renting, but I mean, I'm not, not even paying that much for my mortgage. So yeah, nowhere anywhere near that at all. So. Oh, well, that's what's crazy though, man. Like Southern Californians, like people are paying that again for like one bedroom apartments. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what I'm saying is I might summer in Boston next year. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on uh oh god these are all depressing biomass and biodiversity uh, that's not true viruses are thriving <laughs> yeah it, it's it's like what was that um that horror story where like it's like hey like the ice caps are melting but what's really cool is like these new like viruses and stuff that are like on the the animal carcasses that the ice froze are totally coming back so yeah it just it's uh a lot of hidden gems in the ice that's melting. Most cool. depressing podcast ever! <laughs> you pick this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I brought this up myself. Uh, moving on, attention spans. So, you know, this is one of those topics, man, and you've got kids, so I wonder how you feel about this. Um, every generation always, you know, thinks the world's going to end with them. I certainly think the world's going to end with us. Um, I don't think so. I just think we're making the world way worse. <laughs> uh but everyone always thinks like, oh, kids today don't pay attention. Kids today are louder. Kids today, whatever. 
Um, so attention spans, are they actually getting shorter? We definitely consume media in more bite-sized chunks. But again, you you are a parent. You have children. Do you feel like they are just, you know, ADHD? I think if uh, we've talked in the cast, you have ADHD. Do you feel like they're just bouncing off the walls? The kids have never been crazier? Or do you feel like, no, they're, they're kids. They, well, how do they consume their, their content? Well, well, there, there's a little tricky part. I, I, again, we're going to do do pivots on pivots. Um, one of the interesting things that I learned about ADHD is this thing called hyperfocus, where it's just basically like you will basically like tote everything out and only focus on a certain problem or a certain thing for a long, long time, or like just be interested in something for for a while. Um, so I mentioned that because like. I've seen that in my behavior and I've seen that with other people that I kind of like recognize it. Right. So it's just like, it's, it's one of those weird things that they like, it's, I don't like the term that they use for it. They're like, Oh, it's like one of the superpowers that just, you know, flip, flip the script and, you know, talk about how things kind of work for you and make it a positive, but it's, it's, it's not always a hundred percent of the time. It's just like flipping, you know, from one thing to another. So um, no, my, my daughter can sit through a movie. I, I think it really comes down to like the novelty factor, right? If it's, if a story is interesting or colorful or has a lot of stuff going, on it'll it'll maintain my kiddo's attention right but you know it's it's also it's um i think right now the biggest thing uh, is just, just the choice factor it's there's so many choices right it's just like do you want to watch bluey do you want to watch vampirina do you want to watch this youtube channel <laughs> and once you discover youtube there's like how many countless youtube channels after that and it just like makes it come to kind of like again kind of talking about like when developers do good things when developers want to keep your eyeballs on it and they can train an algorithm to keep four-year-olds entertained guess what that algorithm is going to work really really well and keep them there so um it, it's it's a mix of the two right and you know it's I think if like if kids were in a vacuum, you'd probably see both sides of it. Just it's it's really just more of like whatever inputs you have to kind of regulate what they're watching. So, but they're they're sense. not like you know we used to call it channel channel surfing, right? Just click 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 like if they sit down and want to watch a YouTube video, they watch the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of one of the things that I learned as a parent that is fascinating is there are actually like special 90 minute YouTube videos of like the same like 12 videos just on loop so it, it doesn't change and you don't have to deal with fighting the algorithm. It blew my mind that there is like this like hack to work around the algorithm. And I love it because you're you know what? Here you go. Here's three three hours of this like channel I like that video is on and then they don't they don't see any you know thing to capture or change their attention um it's it's one of the few things where I'm actually glad for paying for a YouTube premium because they're not bombarded by all the um, uh, interrupting commercials. I, I will say that the, uh, the 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 way that video content works for kids is mind-boggling from a um, trying to sell them stuff perspective. Um, but that is a whole other conversation. So, I mean, dude, I've made jokes on the podcast and to you guys that like all of my stuff that I watch is long form. So yeah, I think that's fantastic. I hate I hate watching like two or five minute videos. That's that's great. There's a uh, child's compilations that do the same trick. Yay! <laughs> I'm a child in a good way for a change. <laughs> oh right. yeah, but, but, but I'll 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 pee back a little bit on the tension span thing a little bit more. It's um, I I was reading oh, what was it? I, well, I don't even read books anymore. I just listen to audiobooks. And you know what? It's funny. I don't even listen to audiobooks. I listen to bridge audiobooks. <laughs> and it was funny because it was just talking about like, hey, just like it's the uh, just the this the chal the challenge that it it's it's not just kiddos, right? It just uh. The woman that was writing the book was just basically saying that she's like, yeah, I, I started to read like one of my favorite books when I was kind of like starting my my like uh, literature career. And I tried reading it again. And, and then she was like, 
this book is so slow and it's uninteresting. And then she failed like to like actually finish it the first time. And she was like, oh, wow, like I'm supposed to be this person and try to advocate for like people being readers and doing all this stuff. And like I, of all people, couldn't actually finish the book the first time I tried it. So, um, I mean, it's just it's just a big culture shift. Right. So it's it's uh, attention spans are going away and it's just, we like novelty. There's 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 not a lot to it. I feel like that's ending on a different moral of the story than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah, uh, god damn it. Um, all right, next one on the list here is Airbnb. Um, I've heard this. I've heard that Airbnb has has shrunk or availability is lower. I don't know if that's just the pandemic or what. I know one of my first, not first, one of the only vacations I took during the pandemic, uh, we got an Airbnb because it was out in the woods and, you know, we could assume everybody was going to be far away from that shit. Um, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't do Airbnb enough. I don't assume that you do. This is, I guess this is a Zach question. Um, no, like the, the last, like, like we'll, we'll actually like rent some stuff in like Rio Doso every now and then. Um, there was some other like one-off brand or something that's like Vibro, Vibro or something. I don't know. What, what are the other ones? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we've used that a couple of times for just kind of like get away from it trips, even during COVID time. So, I mean, they're there, but I, I think really like. Like the Airbnbs like have become victims to just like the rental market as a whole, where there's like a lot of just all the corporate mega brands just coming in and swooping up all the houses that there's not a lot of, um, you know, folks actually just kind of like the the traditional uh, it's renting out your own house's room, right? Like that's it's like it's been so uh, businessified and, and commoditized from the extent where just like even some people are buying the houses and then just kind of like. Yeah, offshotting it as a business and having someone else management it's just like it's the, the charm of it definitely changed over time i mean i guess that was inevitable but i you know those businesses pulling out as well i just don't know i have no idea i i haven't <laughs> kept track of it but i mean it's it's I, it's just every time i hear about the housing market it's always a mess so who knows moving on next <laughs> one is manned registers there are more and more automated ones all the time i am totally cool with this when i go to the grocery uh, store I... I use okay. the automated register every time. I hate the automated registers. They are the worst. They are the worst thing imaginable. So, okay. So like one, I don't get a customer. I don't get I don't I don't know what discount I'm getting for doing the work. Like cuz it is doing the work. It is the whole Dairy Queen factor. Just like I I didn't come here to be a cash register. I I, I came here to to buy food. That's all I wanted to do is just buy food. <laughs> um so like 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 most of the places have maybe like like the last like like uh going back three to five years all the times that i've used them have the absolute worst user experience ever in the sense of like i set something down and it's just like oh please make sure the weight is down or you know make please make sure the item is in the bagging area i'm like the item is in the bagging area what do you want me to do um so you lift it up and then it's just like, I don't move from backing here. I'm like, how can I move the item if you didn't even think it was there? Like what's going on? Um, so I just like, I just, they're, they're very unforgiving from, I guess, like a, a theft perspective um, that it's just like, I always hate it. So uh, there are a couple of places where I've seen that kind of be like way less strict and it makes it like way easier because it's just like, I throw this stuff on the, the cart and then they're like, I'm horrible at bagging things. It's just like, oh no, now I've got to like strategize on like how to put everything in. It's like, like that's, that's not my forte. Like, like let these cashier people know to put the bread and the eggs together. I'm going to put like bread with like hammers and stuff. I don't know, just whatever I randomly impulse buy. It's, it's all, all right, horrible. Dude, first, first and foremost, <laughs> get good. 
All right. <laughs> I don't want to get good. That's something I don't want to get to that. I, I, you know what's funny is like I've maybe it's because the account, you know, we're talking about uh, people, you know, quitting jobs they don't like. Um, maybe it's the cashiers just don't give a shit, but I definitely pack my bags tighter than the few times I've had to actually have them pack it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. No, I, I, just, I, I put earplugs, I put uh, ear pods in when I go into the store. They're noise canceling. <laughs> and I do my shopping and I check out my get in my car and I listen to a podcast the whole time. And the amount of fucks given by me or anybody else is zero. So I just love the self-checkout. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm team malicious compliance. Like, I, I will put, like, an item in a bag because I don't care. Because I don't have to care about the bag. What's it called? Bag inventory or, you know, how many bags they use. I'm sure it's, like, a, a negligible cost, but, like, whatever. Uh, but, I, oh, but I will say, as, like, as kind of, like, life-changing events and kind of, like, having to deal with the parent side of thing. I do like to try to like like I mean it's it's kind of like COVID is again always the fact that all this crap, uh, but you know like whenever we go grocery shopping, it's like I like taking my girls there, or like being like, hey, this is where the apples are, pick the apples. This is where you do that, like getting them involved with the shopping. So it's easy to get involved there. Um, getting involved with the checkout part is a calamity. Um, they do like having the guns and they do like you know scanning the stuff, but it does make it a lot harder, right? And if there is if there's a line now, I'm like I'd rather just wait another five minutes to have someone assist me in the line while I'm trying to check out with the kiddos than try to have the kiddos help with the self checkout. So, yeah, it's just I, I'm just not a fan of it. But I, I will say, I might be a little bit of a hypocrite, and I might be promoting Sam's again, but I absolutely <laughs> love Sam Scan and Go. If every store did that, I would be on board. Oh, is that where you um, scan it and then put it in the cart? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. Like, you use your phone. It, it gets the barcode done. Like I just do that when I'm shopping, and it just like it's it's a process you don't have to think about. And uh, and you know it, it's 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 the trade off. Like you know, like they have they have the check system at the end where you've got to show them the barcode, and they they kind of like scan a couple of random items to make sure things are good to go, and they probably eyeball it. But like the fact that it is very like a a we're putting a trust into our customer system. The fact that it is streamlined. The fact that it's just like you know, my receipts are there, everything, if I need to do returns, everything, it is just a, a good experience overall that I was like, yeah, more of this, please. Yeah, I've, I've only done that once at the, like, there are Amazon shopping stores around here. I don't know if that's a thing. Amazon Fresh mm -hmm. uh, stores, like not Whole Foods, not Amazon, like Amazon Fresh, the grocery store. And they have the, you just put shit in the cart and that has like the 50 million cameras and it scans it as it goes in. I've tried it once. It was neat, but I didn't give a fuck. Like, to me, this is right up there with, uh, and again, you're a parent, maybe you feel different, but like hatch doors that close themselves, I'm like, no, I don't want to push a button. I just want to close the goddamn door. I don't want to wait on it. I don't want to not know it, but I just want to close the door. And the same thing with like, I don't want you to scan shit in my cart. I'll scan it. It's fine. You're not saving me any time or effort. <laughs> I'm an old man. Yeah. No, I, I will say like, like uh, I have gone through like the Amazon kind of like like the video ones where it's like they don't you don't even have to scan it with your phone thing. It, it's nifty and cool. But yeah, like if if I'm shopping with my kiddos, like you have to do that check at the end and be like, did you grab anything? What what is that toy? What is this? Nope, this no. Put it back. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that actually gets charged for or not. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I I like it when it's done well. Just have have it done well, and I won't care. Noted. All right, moving on. Um, how long have we been doing this? Okay. Uh, oh, here's what I'm happy about. iPhone chargers. Thank you, European Union, and um, regulating it so they have to use USB-C. No more proprietary chargers and shit. 
what's your take on all this? Is this is this big government? Is this useful? Do you not give a fuck? Where are you at? I I don't care. I, I'm team wireless charger. Like when, once once they add the wireless charging stustuff, I just try to get everything set up for that, and it streamlines everything for me because dong, dongles. Who wants dongles? It, it is it is interesting seeing the um, the trajectory of how many things that I like. There was a point where I'm like, I had like maybe like one or two USB-C things and I'm like, I'll have one cable. So like charging was fine and everything was like, what is it? USB micro, whatever the small one is. It's it's micro, right? Not mini. Uh, Yes, I think mini hasn't like mini exists, but it hasn't been used in forever yeah. in a day. Yeah, yeah. So like everything's micro, right? But I, I, I'm slowly, slowly getting more to the point where I'm like, oh, crap, I need to buy more USB-C cables because like. Even like the, like the 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 stupid like random like nose trimmer that I bought from Amazon uses USB C and like I saw that I'm like, this is this is the pivoting point. Like my nose trimmer doesn't use a micro <laughs> USB thing; it needs USB C. This is this is incredible. Um, so I mean, it's 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 nice that I have to worry less about peripherals and stuff, and things are kind of coalescing on the same thing. So. I recently, I, I actually finally bought a new wall charger for traveling because, like, I've always had one that has like five USB A outlets. I'm like, well, I'm gonna get the USB C. Yeah, that's that, that's personal annoying, problems. But, yeah, but but I will say the the um, the calamity and all the um, the sheer liquidation of the um, all the products and everything that has um, supported what's it called uh, the Lightning Cable. It'll it'll be interesting to see the um, sheer volume of just like wasted technology products that'll happen within the next two or three years because it's just like how many like you know junky USB cables or like random like oh you've got this like little iPhone fan that'll blow air on you like all that stuff just like completely useless now um, so it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see like like where the dumping ground is that is and. Uh, what what the, the the fire sales or if there's any kind of like nifty conversion thing or something i don't know it's 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 gonna be sad and gross ah oh, we're gonna find out okay what do you what do you think one more two more um have you thought of any that aren't on this list yet i've been busy talking to you bro i haven't been thinking come on you know me better than that <laughs> well think think of one um oh, let's, let's see away. if i can think of something what is going away? Um, uh, physical games continue to diminish. I'm a really big weirdo because I love my giant Nintendo Switch collection. I mean, most people just buy everything digitally in this day and age. So that's that's nothing new. Physical video games. Um, what else? When when did the jump from like real keys to key fobs happen? Oh, a long time ago. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. No, it's like the cash one there. That's a good example because it's funny. Um, my daughter is um, going to have like the book fair thing. And they're like, guess what? You don't need to send cash with the book fair. We're going to do this e-wallet thing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. Um, but hey, I, I don't have to send her with cash. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything. No, like, yeah, no physical media, but that's all gone. I don't know. I feel like we went through a lot of good things in this list. Well, I mean, good things as in like ideas to it, not not positive things. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, cash was the next one on there. Uh, let's do a real quick trip through some. See if anything's interesting. Facebook. Woo! We should we should transition to doing the news. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do that then. Uh, but uh, Ruli, before we transition over, uh, who was our sponsor for this evening? After these messages, we'll be right back. Who is our sponsor this evening? Um, 
What's uh, O'Reilly Plus Plus? If you want to teach your developers how to just constantly work in hardcore mode, then get a subscription <laughs> to O'Reilly Plus Plus because they're going to need to learn how to upskill real, real quick if they want to survive in this economy. I was going to say Dairy Queen, but okay, cool. You know, whatever works, really. <laughs> Dairy Queen is on my shit list. Oh, man. And it's but... not because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I can't say no to a poop joke. <laughs> oh. All right, let's get to the news. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are? Really? <laughs> which, which layoff? You know, usually we don't, we don't talk about the sad stuff uh, on the podcast, right? Zach and I didn't last week. But there's a lot of stuff going on. Um... And it's probably worth uh, it's probably worth talking about a little bit of it, right? So, for the ten or eleven thousand Meta employees got laid off. You know, I feel I feel bad for them. I hope they land on their feet. For the ten thousand Amazon workers that got laid off, I feel bad for them. I hope they land on their feet. Um, Twitter's a whole other shit show. We'll get to in a minute. But uh, I don't know. Has there been any? We got, we're, again, we're not going to talk politics and world news because oh, boy, howdy, have those been a thing this week. <laughs> Is there anything? good on your radar you want to bring up before we talk about the the joke of social media platforms and <laughs> oh you say good news is there any um well I, I mean the the how political can i get just uh reel me in or cut me off uh but the the midterms weren't the travesty that a lot of th people thought they would be that's true that's very very true um there is a, a relative balance of power where it is not uh, one group specifically making things horrible for the other group. So when there was a lot of predictions uh, that things would be phenomenal, great time, everyone's going to win, well, people that that side, and then also the very typical like, oh, we're going to lose, everything's horrible, everything's sad. So um, yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised that it wasn't what anyone actually predicted because everyone's really bad at predicting those things. So um and i think yeah, I, I will I no longer ever trust polls after the last yeah. several elections polls fucking meaningless to me yeah and, and i think the, the other thing um which i'm going to segue into bad news because it is hilarious uh was the um i don't remember the exact numbers but they were basically saying that like like the gen z voters like the the 18 to like 25 um voting range has probably been like one of the strongest that it's been in a while yeah um which is unprecedented in like a um like midterm voting a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some interesting silver lining there. Um, to contradict that, I was seeing a bunch of people proposing that they change the voting age to 21 because, of course, that's what you do when things are lopsided. You just constantly just find ways to restrict voting because that, that's an amazing strategy. Um, but yeah, some, some silver lining there, some, some good stuff. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, you're right. I should not have... This is such a wonderful example of how easy it is to focus on negative things because that was a really big deal. I really was worried about it a few weeks ago. I was trying real hard to not watch the midterms as they came in. And, you know, uh, no shit for the, the one or two dear listeners out there that we're a fairly, um, I prefer, use, I prefer just use moniker liberal, but a fairly liberal podcast. And so, yes, I would say those did go uh, good, maybe even beyond well. Um, and that was a good thing. We, we'll see Taylor. if we can get back, you know, women's rights and some other issues, but uh, yeah. Taylor Swift uh, took down Ticketmaster. That was fun. Oh, yeah. 
People forget. Do you remember that Pearl Jam tried to boycott Ticketmaster at the height of their powers in the 90s and it didn't work like that? That company is a fucking monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) They cannot be toppled. Um, Yeah. And was it Tay Swift? She hasn't done a concert in like four years or something. So that's why everyone wants to go see her. Yeah. Look, I I got nothing against Taylor Swift. She's extremely talented. She has changed. um, Legally speaking, she has changed the music landscape and how it comes to people getting rights for their own music and how corporations might not be able to steal it all. So uh, nothing but good things to say about Tay Swift. Uh, Big fan of the subreddit Taylor Swift Legs. Um, I just, you know, I I mean it in the the nicest possible way. I just don't care. (laughs) I don't really go to concerts. I'm an old man. Um, Did you want to get Tay Swift tickets? Yeah, I mean, I it's funny. Like, I I pay attention to her more in like the meta thing of like you know some of the stuff they talk about her writing styles and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the music's there. It's it's not my cup of tea, but it's still it's still good. But yeah, no concert tickets. Yeah. Oh, what else is on the news docket? What else you got? Um, let's see. I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to consider this news, but I'll talk about it anyways. Um. One of uh, I don't even know what, what his what his name is right now. Um, uh, horror novel, kind of horror silly novel. Uh, the, the John Dies at the End series came out kind of what tail end of October. Um, it's hard for me to like read books or anything like that, but I actually got through the whole audiobook and was excited about that. So really cool dude. Really like his uh, writing stuff. Um, I, he used to do a lot of stuff for on on uh, Crack dot com, um, which I think a lot of people kind of our age were aware of at some point in time was it wasn't caller humor level but i think most people heard of crack.com have you yeah, read yeah, that yeah. at all yeah so I, I read that i was happy to read a book yay go books <laughs> it's so embarrassing i haven't read a book in a very long time i haven't read an audiobook in a very long time uh, i used to listen to those a ton and just haven't done as much i i listen to podcasts like a fiend i've even I started forming this weird habit of listening to some podcasts while working. I thought that would have distracted me horribly, but maybe I just miss being in an office with people in the background so much that it makes me feel like I'm, you know, part of humanity again to put on an, a, a podcast in the background. Yeah, I could see that. Let's see, try to see if there's any other things. Just skimming stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's, let's we can just let's just dive into the meaty Twitter stuff if you want. Oh, there's nothing meaty on Twitter. We always limit the number of characters we spe- spend on that. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, really, you were here for the last one. I went on record as saying, you know, like you could find clips of me on this podcast saying that I, you know, like Delon or that, oh, man, could, you know, finally we have a good billionaire. Um, uh, you know, then for a while I was on the I want to be a fan, not an apologist. And I, I stated on the last podcast, I'm just I am out. I am well beyond not being a fan of that man. This guy is just absolutely insane. Um, and oh my God, the Twitter meltdown. That is that is something else. So my friends and I have been exchanging memes and following it. But um, yeah, what's we can talk about any part of it. What's what's your take on this? Um, I think it's fascinating how he's just burning it to the ground. And to me, it's almost like I don't want to get too tinfoil hat on this, but it seems like how could you make these decisions so badly that I'm wondering if this is just like some like psyops intentional thing to basically destroy Twitter and what it is and what it's done to the the world as um as more and more folks are starting to organize. Um total total 
tin pot territory because my brain cannot fathom that Elon Musk is that dumb. Like that, that's that's probably just the reason. They're, they're, that's that's what is it? The Okram's razor explanation of it. He's just that dumb. But I, I just can't believe that. Like that's just ridiculous. But so let's no no. This is actually like if we were going to talk about something, this is actually something I specifically want to talk about. So two two things. First first and foremost, um, not foremost, but first of all, everybody loves to. Humans in general love to kind of oversimplify things, right? This dichotomy of like, are you yeah. dumb or are you smart? And we simplify things down and we are very reductive. Well, he did something I don't like. He must be an idiot. This I don't understand. He must be stupid. Nothing is that simple, right? Like, I, look, I don't like the man. I don't respect the man. I don't agree with the man. Um, he, he may be a complete and utter asshole. He may be a sociopath, but that doesn't make him dumb. Now, being smart also doesn't make him you know, an amazing software engineer, able to run a software company, even if he has experience with programming, as he might. Um, I actually was reading an article recently about how he was actually pushed out of PayPal, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But I'm just trying to explain that he's not dumb. And just because he's smart does not mean that he knows how to do these things. So I don't want to be, again, like overly reductive and simplify it just being like, people I don't agree with, dumb. It's not that simple. But I do think he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> okay, so that said... I really, I kind of have to agree with you. It's hard for me to imagine all of these actions that he's taken, no matter how crazy he may be, no matter what, you know, his motivations may be, um, no matter how much he might be a narcissist or believe himself or his leadership, all of that aside, all of it is so extreme under any circumstance to come in, lay off half the staff, tell the other time that after they have to do overtime, start putting in policies that, you know, very clearly have fallbacks, firing the board. It really does seem like a uh, a slash and burn operation or a scorched earth operation. So what is the deal? Is this some the world's most expensive tax write off? I don't was this, you know, like Twitter, like like social media platforms or not, have been used by other countries throughout the world as ways to actually like start uh, beating uh, uh, state media and communicating freely. Is there something, if not nefarious, a little more you know, subtle behind the scenes here of why would you make all these decisions that very clearly seem to be trying to take down the company? Because it, it does seem like you couldn't accidentally do this badly. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it's fair. It's they're very intentionally bad decisions, right? Because like the I, I think the biggest thing is just like for me was like um the verification shenanigans and um trying to fix that but actually just making it just go even more horrible um i don't want to get too much into that if you all talked about the last time but it's just like yeah just the, the fact that like everyone with half a brain because i i'm sorry i'm gonna I, i'm gonna go back into the the, the dumbness because whatever <laughs> i will disagree with you on that just kidding um but uh, there, there were a lot of folks basically outlining like how things would go bad if certain decisions were made and it's one of those things where just like you would think that like before going forward with any of those decisions that there would be multiple people in the room basically saying like hey like here here's the intent here's the possible side effects here's the possible you know here are the positives the risk reward let's move forward right and it was just a, a disaster on that front um, I'm trying to figure out if I can find find the uh, the note about it but it was basically like um, it's re it's remarkable how. Um, 
companies are apologizing for making people pay a thousand dollars. You know, their their plan is to make people pay a thousand dollars for their um, what's it called, insulin? Yeah. Because like, did you see all that? Like that, that oh, whole yeah, fiasco yeah, yeah. was just like mind-boggling, hilarious. Um, all the Nintendo stuff that all the parodies, like there was just so many parodies of parodies of parodies, and so many just like accounts getting just like verified and then trashed and then verified and trashed, and it just like. Why was this not expected? And then the fix is to basically redo the system that was there all over again, just with different names. It's just like it's it's very very tuxedo masky of of like haha I've solved your problem with this new thing. I'm like, did you did you really? <laughs> um, I I don't know where I'm going with this rant, but um, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, you would assume that a lot of those things would have been people would have just thought through. Wait, you're gonna just let everyone look verified? False information is gonna you know, run wild. Yes, someone absolutely should have caught that. But that seems even less basic to me than just if you lay off half the staff of a software engineering company or any company for that matter, any company at that scale, that you're immediately going to start having like issues with process and just maintenance. Like you and I both work for companies. If half the staff disappears tomorrow, you can't do business as usual. You can't like there's going to be horrendous side effects that ripple throughout the company. Same thing with turning off microservices and two-factor auth went down for a while. Like, this is very basic stuff. You don't have to be an engineer to understand that. Um, any business would not want to lose 50% of its staff in a day. It'd be horrendously disruptive. No business really would choose to do that. So it just but seems I... bizarre. So so, so, so there is the other angle to this, right? And really, really, the other angle is like, and and I like you, you can cut me off, cut cut my mic if you need to. Is is um the whole Trumpification of how um people interact with each other, um since from like like the from like the social media side and other thing, there, there's been this back and forth divide in the sense of like the the liberal tech media, the liberal this, the liberal that, you know, it's, it's listen to any, you know, person on the right side. And there's going to be the, you know, those, those hippies in, you know, California writing this code or whatever. Right. Um, and there has been a continued effort from folks on the right to establish their platforms, their social media, their things like that. Um, so from a branding and from a, um, who is behind a company perspective, the quickest way to establish some type of clout with that group would be to let go of a lot of those ridiculous, you know, hippie liberal people that are writing the code that wrote the algorithm that are, that are hiding your content and, you know, pushing up, you know, whatever is the, that, uh, that's why I say it's just like fundamental. You, you buy a $14 billion company and then you throw out half the staff again, any company, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a mom and pop florist shop or it's a giant tech company or it's manufacturing. It doesn't matter what it is. You, you can't get rid of half your staff without being horrendously disruptive to business. Like you don't have to be a business major to know that. Yeah. So but, I don't but, I don't understand how anything about owning the libs or, you know, uh building goodwill with people yeah, but, has but, to do but, with I guess, fourteen I guess, billion dollar business. It's that's not capitalism. Yeah, but but when you have that much money to play around with, is it really that bad? You know what I mean? And I think I think those are the scales that are how much is this dude worth? 
I don't know. It might be different than it was a few weeks ago. Oh, 193.8 billion. So if you if he loses 14 billion or 20 billion, is that really going to make a dent into his his you know ability to get in his jet? He, is he going to really he's going to have to downgrade from premium jet fuel to you know regular jet fuel? <laughs> like he, like it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna make a dent in him. And I think that that's like again like there's the tinfoil hat, and then there's the like if you look at the numbers thing like. This dude can mess around with it. He, he could he could basically say, you know what? I bought Twitter. I'm I'm shutting it down. And you know what? It doesn't do a thing to him. It does impact everyone else around him, and you know, basically half the world. Or I mean, actually, Twitter is like a very very it's 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 the least used of all the social media stuff. But like like from a real business talk perspective, like it's nothing to him. Like it's just him having fun. And I think really at the point, because when you start talking about like, like, is it about owning the lives? Is it about this and that? I do think it's more so about dude bro trying to have his ego stroked and trying to like get up with all the, you know, who he considers cool kids or wherever he thinks that he may have some like political future or kind of have his little playground that he owns. Um, and it kind of, it kind of does kind of draw parallels, I think, to like how um, there's a lot of concerns about, um, folks buying up like the newspapers like what like whatever bezos bought like whatever newspapers and stuff like that you know it, it's as our media consumption has changed like places like twitter are like you know the newspaper for for better or worse and the monstrosity of like news that it is you know it, it's it, it's just dude doing it for the lulls well, at it, the end of the day it, it's it, by the way just as a side note like twitter being what it is even more interesting than a newspaper because it's a first you know it's a first uh party source People can communicate directly on it instead of saying he said, she said, or reporting on something. So it's kind of fascinating uh, that it is, a, again, a, a primary news source. Um, anyway, it's not that you know there. I don't know, man. I don't have a ton to add. Um, you know, I was saying to Zach last week, like, clearly a lot of people writing articles about, like, using words that are wrong, like code reviews or pair coding or stuff like that. They don't they don't know the words they're using, which I always think is funny when I read tech articles. But um yeah, it's just bizarre. You know, microservice bloatware. I've never heard those two words put together. In one <laughs> um, oh, 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 my my favorite term that I love to throw around is a distributed monolith. So, I mean, those those things happen. I'm I'm pretty sure there's micro microservices bloatware it could be a thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but but I will say it, it'll it'll be like um, I'm keeping an eye on this. But I I think for me, like the the biggest loss is. Um, the open stream of communication because I am seeing a lot of people talking about leaving and um, we can say Mastodon talk for another day, but really there's there's nothing that really comes close to like what Twitter does. And I don't know if like I'm trying to figure out like what my life looks like without it because I mean, I've been using Twitter for like what, 12, 13 years, something like that. I mean, I was using it since like college days. So it's it's been part of my daily media consumption in various you know, extremes to on it a lot to like ignoring it. But no, it's it's uh it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see where I land with all this kind of shenanigans going on because I, I don't want to support these shenanigans. Well so uh let's just let's just go there then. Where where do you see an alternative for your media consumption? I mean I, I'm a Reddit lurker, I'm a loser. Um yeah. they aggregate from other platforms, I'm happy. Uh well actually so um I actually uh, downloaded a backup of all my tweets and then used an app to like delete all of all of the stuff that I put out, um, kind of starting fresh and just kind of adding stuff here and there and kind of deleting it. So um, 
not really trying to use it as a publishing platform uh, and really just trying to figure out like, what do I want to be consuming? Cause I, I, I do enjoy Reddit. Right. But I think for me, it's just um, this, this year, like, again, learning about ADHD and everything, it's like the sheer novelty of it, of just like, Oh, look, here's this one thing. Oh, look, here's another thing. Here's this random topic and tangent. It's, it's like uh gives me those dopamine hits. I like it. Um, I'm sure there's other ways to keep me interested and entertained, which I mean, there always will be, but it, it's, it's a definitely a particular niche. So um, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just look at Google news or something. I, until news. they cancel that product. Cause that's what Google does. <laughs> oh, don't get me talking about Stadia. Oh, well, that's not new news, but were you, I can't remember. Were you using Stadia? I mean, I, I played some games on it. I wasn't a daily user of it, but I mean, I, I got pretty far in a couple of games with it and stuff like that. So it was cool. It wasn't, I, I mean, I bought it because I didn't want them to cancel it. So that was my fault. <laughs> yes, I blame, I blame you for why uh, uh, Google Reader died and why Google Glass died. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all your fault. That I like. it's, it's why the, the things I like, you know, this 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 is why Google keeps still around because like I just didn't want to use it because it just didn't fit my my how I wanted to organize my notes. So as soon as I give that a try, it's gone. Uh what other news is there, man? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Let's see. Again, I was so so horribly ill prepared for tonight because I was fucking working up until the last minute. I suck. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, I I. I I guess Black Panther was popular. I saw it. Oh, we both saw it. Sweet. We can talk about that later. Oh, you don't want to do a mini QQ review? Why? Well, I, I think we're already at the hour and eight eight minute mark. I don't know how much how much how much more we want to keep going for. I'm cool if we want to talk about it. Well, let's uh let's wrap on that, yo. Okay. We we get a whack rap dog. I don't know. You're so bad at this. It's okay. Black Panther two. Um. So yeah, uh, let, let's do let's do a little mini version of the full QQ review format. So, uh, dear listener, we're going to start with our preconceptions and what surprised us. Then we're going to get into the meat of it, talking about the good and the bad. Then we're going to wrap up with the verdict and uh, any expectations or any uh, predictions for what may come next. So, Ruli, what was your what preconceptions did you go in with, and what surprised you? Um, well, I think the biggest elephant in the room was the lead actor passed away. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. So for me, it was kind of a, a wild card of what exactly is this movie going to be? Obviously, it is such an elephant in the room that they've they've got to address it. And um, I think it did play part of the movie. And it kind of makes me wonder what the movie was planned to be before the news and kind of what we got. So I... I knew that it was probably going to be a chaos of storytelling, but I was going to be along for the ride. Did, did you feel like it was, or did that surprise you, or no? Um, I mean, I was surprised with what we got. I I didn't know what to expect, but also I was I think I was expecting a little bit more than what we got. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, uh, so I had no preconceptions, uh, because I, look... I liked the first Black Panther movie. I, I, everyone else kind of loved it, and I just liked it. I, like, it was good. I enjoyed it, but I honestly don't even remember huge parts of it. Um, and the I only watched the teaser trailers for this one. I didn't watch the full trailers, and the teaser trailers looked beautiful. We watched them, I think, mm -hmm. on the podcast, but I kept saying during those trailers, I have no idea what's going on. So I really <laughs> went in completely blind, had nothing. 
Uh, what surprised me was that I think I liked it more than Black Panther 1, or at least it'll still stick with me more. So maybe you and I are going to disagree on the good and the bad. But um, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. So uh, yeah, what, what, what's some good? What's some things that you liked? Oh, oh, the visuals are always fantastic. I, I, I do think the whole um, what's the term Afrofuturism that they get to play with uh, with uh, Wakanda is is always a, a blast and fun. Um, even even for the you know funerals and stuff like that, as as you know, it is a tragic you know mourning situation, but it's like they make it look hella good. So um, kudos for just you know all, all the design and everything there. Um, kind of mixed about the underwater place. Um, but I will say I I liked that there was dipping the toes into the whole. I guess literally in metaphorically whatever into the whole mesoamerican country uh, uh, culture thing that i wasn't expecting that at all uh because i didn't know anything about this namor dude i thought it was just like uh aquaman jr um so <laughs> it was interesting to see how they kind of like pivoted into that kind of like uh mesoamerican culture and everything like that so that that was i thought it was i thought it was interesting and good as as with many uh modern marvel characters i know them because i play marvel snap <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i didn't know who uh Namor or Namor, if you want to pronounce it, is. But um, that's actually something I put immediately into the good column. Uh, As a villain, uh, actually, I like when the character is a little more gray or a little more relatively, like, uh, you know, not just uh, mustache twirling evil. (laughs) You know, like, I like that he's trying to defend his people. Obviously, it's kind of overly simplified. Like, well, I'll attack instead of defend. Yeah, that's our standard definition of evil. But um, the concept was great. Them just like kind of coming out, like looking at the camera going, yes, he is a mutant. That's why he has pointy ears and wings on his fucking feet. And on that note, you know, the actor did an amazing job, like amazing physical presence. Great job emoting. But let's give a lot of credit here to him, the director and the director of photography, because I don't know how you make a man with little wings on his feet wearing a green Speedo seem intimidating or serious. But congratulations. If you ask me, they succeeded. Yeah, no, they did. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Namor. And I, I hope he comes back uh, in additional MCU movies because I, I am totally down. Anything else in the good column? I like, I like the introduction of Ironheart. Um, I don't know too much about that character, but like I what little I know, it just sounded interesting. So it was cool that that um, got to have like, you know, some some setup for the more Iron Man type hero in the future. Yeah, that's where I'm very mixed on this, right? It's not that I disliked Ironheart, it's not that I disliked the character, but I feel like they they literally were the MacGuffin of the movie, right? Like, find the student, are we going to kill the student? Um, and uh, so her personality seemed a little bit too boisterous for the fact that, like, she's supposed to be operating in secret and, like, that nothing about her personality was like, I'm operating in secret or I'm hiding. She's, like, literally you know, uh, stealing one or not stealing, but like, you know, uh, selling her services to people in college. So I don't know, not the best intro. I really like the fact that she was making her own Iron Man suit in the beginning of the movie. But then the, the one in the back of the movie just seems so smooth and kind of like instantly built overnight, but not with the nano technology that, you know, Iron Man used to have or that came from Wakanda. Now they're like literally beaten out you know, an iron heart out of a sheet of iron. I'm like, that's not, that's not how you build an Iron Man suit. It's like, I don't know. It was fine. I just, I wouldn't say that's the strength of the movie. Yeah. I am up. 
So, okay, um, anything else in the good before we transition into the bad? I agree with you about having to deal with uh, not having Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, again, Namor was great. The underwater aesthetic was great. Uh, the ensemble cast was great. Um, uh, yeah, no, what, what's what's the, the actress's really name who, who was the mom? I have no idea. Fucking phenomenal. That was my point. Um, so, yeah, all great things. I have, I think, one more thing to may- mention in the bad column. Uh, anything for you? No, I'm, I'm I'm totally ready to talk about the bad. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the bad. Um, so there's a couple of subplots that just kind of like come up and go nowhere. So like, when uh, how do you pronounce her name? The the general, she like beats the shit out of the uh, the fish people on the bridge, and they just kind of like come back to life. Like I know they're supposed to be underwater zombies, but no one else dies and comes back to life. So like that was just kind of like dropped and forgotten. Same thing with, like, Martin Freeman's character just kind of felt, like, dropped and forgotten at the end of the movie. Um, so there was definitely, there, it felt like there was, like, some truncated plot elements in yeah. the movie. Uh, what else is on your bad list? Um, so I, I I felt from, like, a storytelling perspective, and this is what bugged me the most, was, like, it started where it ended in the sense of, like, nothing happened like, like all these things happened, but like, I guess like the final end state of things was just like the same. Like, it didn't really feel like there was any like real change, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, yeah like there, there was like characters like, you know, whatever, dying and whatever. And it's just, I don't want to dismiss that, but like, it still ended with like, hey, everything's secret. We're going to have pretend that this place doesn't exist. We're not going to be fighting with each other. And yeah, there was conflict resolution, but I don't know, it just it just felt like like nothing happened. And I think I'm being oversimplifying of it, but I just I just it just felt kind of flat to me. Um, I mean, I don't know that I totally agree because they're kind of starting in the aftermath of you know Chadwick Boseman's passing, and then yes, the Queen passes and gives the mantle to the next Queen of Wakanda. Um, you know, the whole Atlanteans thing. Yes, they're still. They're still under wraps, but the yeah. political pressures that Wakanda is feeling are kind of yeah. articulated pretty well, yeah. I feel. So I, I, I guess it, I guess the way of putting it would be like if they would have just agreed to those terms that they wanted, like that that the Wakandan folks wanted to get there. I think Wakanda did sure he wanted to get go, like nothing bad would have happened. I don't know. It just it just kind of felt like there wasn't really like a lot of like especially like that little attitude at the end of just like, oh nope, we you know like like from Namor, like nothing was really learned. It's just more of like uh we're in a holding position. We're not we're not uh but we still have the same mindset and attitude. So just like yeah no, nothing changed. Like it just it's I didn't I didn't like it. See I feel like there was it was more about a character like because like from an MCU standpoint it feels like a a middle thing in between two things right i can agree with that but i feel like that's like all of phase four five whatever phase around now um oh. but i feel like there was character journey through it yeah but i i guess what C- character journey but i think the other thing that kind of like was throwing me for bad expectations and maybe i should have probably mentioned this early from the expectation things it's just like knowing that this is the last film in this phase and it didn't really like put a bow on anything it felt like this was its own one-off story it was its own little thing and that's that's that right and it's always hard to watch it's 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 like as as the world expands it makes it harder and harder to watch these movies because it's just like why didn't shuri call up like the hulk or why didn't shuri call like you know any of the dozen avengers that were yeah. willing to go Thanos? like why, why is it this like 
why are you going on a little tiny boat, which is the worst idea ever because you're you're not the sea people, like like setting up your team for failure. Everything was just so bad about it. That yeah, it just, give, like, give me one shield helicarrier, please. Yeah, it, it's just like everything was just so like poorly done from like like a, a logic perspective in this universe that like kind of like lives and dies by its cleverness and by interconnecting films and kind of knowing that there is a bigger world out there. And yeah, I, I get that there was like those threats of like till anyone and things go bad, but I mean, so many other things were broken that would have, you know, constituted those threats being fulfilled. So just like, I don't know, it just, it just felt like it, it was its own thing. And if it was going to be its own thing, it probably should have like focused more on like the actual character development rather than trying to be like more of like this, like, physical conflict action movie but again it's it's a marvel movie so it has to do that so yeah. it's, it's just i don't know i just i wasn't in love with it it's just it's just there it's fine i know what happened i saw it because we wanted to see a movie but that that was it i mean i i, I don't disagree with you i just feel like the the criticisms criticisms being levied here can really just describe a lot of i think this my opinion this current phase of the mcu where they, they are being a bit nebulous. There's not a defined villain or end goal. They're continuing to having characters pop, like set up characters, but not really pop in and out um, continuously. So but, but yeah, it's I, just I, kind I of this weird with, with phase that, because, that we're in. Because like, it really seemed like the multiverse was the theme that they were going with. Like like between what Doctor Strange, between what all the Spider-Man stuff, like between like those kind of like, coalescing realities and things kind of going in and out with like the, the Loki TV series. Like I really thought that was like the whole theme of, well, I mean, attempted theme of this phase, but I mean, I, I like, like if anyone could sum up the phase, I, I don't think anyone would have any type of clear, like thesis or arc of what it was. And that's just, it's just so weird coming off like so many like strong kind of chapters. Again, I agree. And I just think that's a larger issue for the MCU. Yeah, yeah, which is which is a bummer, right? Because like I'm holding it against, like, like I'm holding a whole set of other films to be capped off by the single film. Okay, it's it's totally unfair, <laughs> and 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 I'm fine with that because like that's that that is the um that is the cheat code that they have, right? It's just like oh, it's it's really great that this person said like Diet Coke and like oh that person drinks Diet Coke. That was a reference to those three other movies. That's so cool. Like they they get that cheat code to help them out to make things good, but it's also kind of shoots themselves in the foot when it doesn't kind of fit very nicely with everything else. Eh, fair enough. Let's get to the verdict. Really, as you know, the QQ scale is revised again and simple. One is a, I do not like this and I don't think you will like it. Two is a, you know, I don't like it, but I could see maybe you would. Three, I like it, although I could see you might not. And four is, look, nothing is perfect, but I enjoy this and I think you will too. Really, is it a two or a three? What do you think? I, for me personally, it's a two. It's just, it, 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 it didn't do it for me. Uh, well, that makes me a three. So you didn't like it, but could see why I would. And I did like it. Can see why you don't. I love disagreeing <laughs> with you. It's so much fun. I, I know. We're, 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 for once, we're actually kind of disagreeing. Kind of, sort of. But we're completely. agreeing in our disagreement. <laughs> we're being too polite about this. Yeah. It'd be like a knife fight or something. <laughs> oh, any, uh, I, won't, I won't watch it again. Yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, no, any but, predictions but for say, the future? Oh, okay. But, but I will say... Um, the the first the opening scene and then the marvel role in the beginning i i think i'm not gonna lie i think it was a very emotional experience i think it was a very fine like not even fine i think it was a kick-ass tribute i think it's oh, probably yeah. one of 
one of the more human kind of touching type of things that Marvel has ever done. Um, I, I think like like going to the movie to just see the the kind of like that that kind of opening like the the it's what what do they call those things? It's it's like the the fanfare or whatever they do. Like not have that fanfare and having to have him like and all like it it was it was beautiful. Like it was kick ass. So um I'll definitely say like like they're they handled a lot of things very respectably respectably and I I thought that was very um a lot of stuff that they didn't have to do. And I, I think that was um really humanizes a lot of the um crap that you say about the horrible giant conglomerate corporations. It's still a horrible giant conglomerate corporation, but um, there, there can be soul there if they try. And I think knowing that, I think also kind of set up some expectations for like, what is this movie? And then just, it wasn't, it, it didn't continue after that. Did you like how they only showed flashbacks of him at the very end? Because they had the opening scene with the, uh, yeah. the opening credits, which I agree was, was nice and silent moment of silence and then we cut to mild spoilers the movie opens up effectively with his funeral and his uh uh funeral parade procession i forget what that word yeah, is. procession yeah um but then we don't actually see him on screen in someone's memories until the very end of the movie when uh you know his sister is kind of finally coming to peace with it i thought yeah. all of that really all of it was done remarkably well and tastefully oh yeah 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 i, I was um, I, I guess kind of also going back to expectations or thinking and stuff, I was like, um, they, they didn't, what is it, Carrie Fisher, the Princess Leia? Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they didn't wait to tread on that one anytime soon. And I was really wondering if that was going to happen. I, I, I put it in like 90% no territory, but I'm like, the fact that they did do it makes me kind of worry. So, um, but there's nothing to say that they might not do it in the future. So, but it's... Uh, they they played their cards very well on that front. So. Uh, was that an expect? Were we at the expectations part or the not expectations? The uh, predictions part was that a prediction? I don't even know. Uh, well, I, I guess prediction. I I think we. I, I don't I don't think we'll we'll ever see him again. I, I I don't think they can pull that off. Um, I think there's enough characters to try out and explore that. I think. If they do that, it's going to be kind of face more negatively than positively. So that that is my prediction. Well, I have no predictions. How anticlimactic is that? All right, dear listener, thanks so very much for joining us. Really, uh, thanks, man, as always, for, uh, I don't know, being a good sport, even when I come unprepared to a podcast, because I was working. It's fair. It's been a long time since I actually programmed this late into the evening. Must be fun. Yeah, it has its moments. <laughs> cool, dude. Uh, you doing anything fun for Thanksgiving? being lazy hopefully not writing code (laughs) (laughs) all right man well hey i hope you have a great one with the family you gonna be around next week or is that thanksgiving itself i guess we won't be podcasting on thursday no i mean we we might do something ad hoc or something well i'll be down for anything ad hoc i come back on monday okay cool we'll safe travels and uh yeah set us off safe travels and many unhappy dead turkeys until next time dear listener Gobble gobble. I gotta go back to this QQ. Gobble gobble. <laughs> Killing it. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, 
thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. I just got bored. Everybody out.